All right, this is uh, Super Bobby's Bros. This is a new gaming podcast. Uh, this is Michael McHugh. My name's Perry. I'm Tyler. I'm Garrett. Okay, and uh, let's see. The first order of business here is uh, we're just going to do a little recap of E3. It was two weeks ago. but E3. Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> there's some cool stuff, so we feel we should talk about it. Um, let's see. We want to talk about Nintendo first? or They won. It's the only reason to talk about E3. They, they win. Yeah, that is true. They had, I think, the best overall winning. show. I mean, they actually showed gameplay. That's kind of the main. That's a, why people want to pay even any attention either is to check out new games. Well, on top of that, there's so many showmanship was uh, above the rest. Like yeah, the way yeah. they, I don't know, well, they tried something different. I think <coughs> that's you know they didn't try to do the same press conference thing every year. Well, yeah, know, the live the other ones do. Their live stream wasn't like too impressive, but I just think the the presentation of it all rather than just being on stage and like her her i'm gonna talk about stuff and then this and that yeah i don't know it seemed a little forced i like their like acting stuff yeah they're whatever they're acting it was okay their acting stuff always seems forced. i don't know if you remember a few years ago when they had the wii music presentation yeah. <laughs> that was I really really bad i don't know it's somewhat uh it's kind of the charm of it i guess that yeah, fight scene though but uh, yeah, they, they and they uh they showed some Zelda in-game footage, or in in tr- in engine footage, I should say. They didn't show actual gameplay. Yeah, then yeah, it'll look way different. But, uh, but and they uh, announced Splatoon, which actually looks pretty neat. It's it's a new uh shooter. Squids. Yeah, squids and uh, paintball. Paint yeah, paint paintball guns. Ink. It looks pretty Tactical cool. Tactical squid action. Yes. Yeah. That's what that should be the tagline. Tactical squid action. <laughs> I don't think they realize how many Wii U's they're gonna sell. Because of that game, I'm I'm not sure if they're quite aware of that, but I wonder uh. if uh, that's one of the games that they project to use like a free-to-play model with or something. Yeah, that is kind of interesting because um, they didn't they haven't said how it's going to be released because they only showed one game mode. We don't know what else that game's going to have in it. And it seems like it's going to be an online-only game, so yeah. that'd be interesting for it to be like just either like pay, you know, like uh, fourteen ninety nine for like a download title, and then they add new content as it you know, releases, like, for free, or if it's free-to-play, and then you pay for new content as it comes along, or have the same structure as any other free-to-play games nowadays. Yeah, it's it's something different for Nintendo, that's for sure. You haven't seen it. There was nothing like that on the Wii. Didn't really have the... The system didn't have the capability to really do it. The storage wasn't there for a a large download title. Um, They're just now really getting into that, where Microsoft and Sony have kind of been there. Yeah, exactly, and the infrastructure is actually good enough now. Um, but I, f- I feel like that's definitely going to be an eShop deal, probably exclusive. Yeah, like that's Tyler what said, feels probably about 15 bucks, something yeah. in that in that range. That's what it feels like, unless they add a lot of content, it would kind of have to be. Um, but th- th- those were the big things, I think, from Nintendo. Um, a lot of their stuff's coming out next year. It's not coming out this year that they showed. So, so one thing I did notice, though, is they didn't have a lot of uh, 3DS titles. Uh, did they even show any besides Smash? And uh, Pokemon? No, not really. Well, uh, yeah, there was Codename Scheme, which is from Intelligent Systems, um, the Fire Emblem guys. So right. They, but they didn't show that in their original uh, presentation. That was announced uh, at the Treehouse, like on the s- second day E3. Hmm. So, um, it, it could be interesting. Intelligent Systems always makes good, high quality games. I mean, they're the Fire Emblem developers, so that should be interesting. Yeah, I feel like that was strategic, though, in the fact that they only showed the Wii U. They were really trying to focus on it. You could definitely tell. Yeah, because yeah. really they only showed, like, three, two or three 3DS games. And from there, I mean, they said stuff about, like, the virtual console and that sort of thing. But it's more or less they're obviously trying to focus on the Wii U to yeah. sell more. Yeah, they need they need to sell more. It's the, Wii the year of the Wii U. I already have one. Yeah, it's totally it's worth it. <laughs> or um, three. So that was the big things from uh, Nintendo. Sony uh, had part of their conference didn't focus on games, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but uh, had they learned nothing from Microsoft last year? Apparently like not. Uh-huh. No, apparently they, they did. Uh, they did show Bloodborne, which is gonna is uh, part of the Soul series or a, s- a spiritual sequel. Yeah, it's made by so FromSoftware. So we think it's 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 from rumored. It's by From Software. It looks like Demon Souls. It's from the director of Demon Souls: Dark Souls. It's kind of kind of adds up. But uh, you guys are bigger into those style of games. Um, I haven't actually had a chance to check out the gameplay trailers or anything Which like that. Was leaked, by the way. It wasn't actually official. Oh, okay. Like right. All the, the 
game, like what they showed at E three was just video footage of Bloodborne. Like they didn't show in game. Okay, like a cinematic. Yeah, all it was. So, and it's just a lot of assumptions based on that trailer, but more or less. As always with everything, Dark Souls, Souls series assumptions. Right, (laughs) but with the the leaked footage, footage it kind of confirms more that it's gonna play like a Souls series game rather than be somewhat of a deviation, like more than a deviation what it would have been. So. Yeah. Um, Perry, I don't know if you had checked it out at all. So, I've seen the trailer, but there's really, like like you guys said, there's not much you can take from just little clips of video. Yeah. That Stupid. That I want to play it now. Yeah. I know. I want to get my hands on it, too, just to see actual game footage or gameplay, rather. Which is exactly why Nintendo had the best uh, presentation, because they actually focused on gameplay more than anything else. For yeah. sure. I, I'm figuring that probably at the Tokyo Game Show we'll probably see more of Bloodborne because that's, I mean, from software for Japanese, you know, they want to play to their home audience to an extent. And who knows how far they actually are in in development. So they might not want to show off a whole lot at this point. Well, he left. He didn't pr- uh, direct Dark Souls 2 for that reason. So yeah. he's been working on this for at least like a year or so. Okay. All right. And then uh, Microsoft. Um, they did try to show games. They showed games exclusively. They didn't focus on TV stuff. They didn't show gameplay though. It's all. It was all uh, almost all cinematic trailer. Um, I think Sunset Overdrive had some gameplay. Yep, Sunset Overdrive looks good. Um, looks stupid. Ha- Hated already. Shut up. Anyway, uh, yeah, it looks that looks pretty interesting. Then it also they got the uh, they showed some gameplay of the Halo Anniversary Master Chief Collection. Uh, just some redone Halo Two map. Ascension, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, it Halo. was Ascension. Yay. Halo's so cool. I'm thrilled. Anyway. It's not a reason for me to buy an Xbox One. No, I agree. I, for a lot of people, it isn't. Garrett's an exception. We are. We all have. These, we're all going to have these special instances where the rest of us don't care that that game is going to be out. Because Garrett's but, so but good at Halo. Do. I mean, for me, it's MGS5. I have to get a system to play MGS5. Yeah, the other guys that you guys might, you know, you would wait for that. You know, that's not going to be your, that's not going to be your reason to drop four hundred dollars. But for Garrett, his reason is the Master Chief Collection to right. get an Xbox One. I want that. More plus, like plus he's got a ton of other games that I'm actually enjoying right now. So, more like Master Chef because he's cooking up some bad stuff because he's terrible. 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 But uh. You know, on the Sunset Overdrive, though, um, th- I think the thing that was kind of neat is that it looks like Jet Grind Radio, Jet Set Future, sort of gameplay. It, it's, it looks like it's really inspired by that, and that's kind of... If I'm not mistaken, the same people are making it. Um, I think it's Insomniac that's making it, actually. Oh, okay. The, you know, Spyro, um, Ratchet & Clank guys. Um, which, to be honest, it's, it's cool that they're that someone's trying to make a game like that, because it, it, those were very fun games, but they're on their own, really. Wait, what system was that for? The Xbox One. The That's s- exclusively Xbox One. Yes. That's right. I Ex- believe so. Insomniac made that exclusively for Xbox One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not owned by, you know, Sony. They've I just chosen to make Sony stuff exclusively since PS1 days. So I don't know if uh, Microsoft had some money to grease those wheels or if there was just something about the Xbox One that, you know, inspired them to make it s- exclusively for that system. I don't know. but Or conspiracy theory alert. They're going to buy Insomniac. I could see it. Eh, they could. They, I mean, they do have the cash, but, I mean, uh, Insomniac's been independent for so long, it seemed kind of weird for him to now all of a sudden decide that they need to be bought out by someone, unless there's been change in leadership. I don't closely follow, you know, who's working at Insomniac, but I don't think it's really changed much. Well, it makes a bit, it kind of makes sense, like, coming from a theory spec- spectrum, because, uh, like, if they're got they're going to undercut Sony by taking that sort of developer away from them, you know? Same what they did with Rare. I mean, obviously they needed some in-house developers, but buying that kind of uh, took a lot of uh, that outside resources away from Nintendo. So That's true. Let's hope they don't go the same way as Rare. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Because, I mean, Rare had a few good games out Battletoads. Uh, on Microsoft systems. What did you say? Battletoads. <laughs> well, not on Microsoft ba- systems. Battletoads! System, but they had a th- I mean, uh, Cameo was neat on the 360. Um Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts wasn't bad. It probably should have been a banjo game, but I think it was a bad game. It was like banjo with Legos. I it like that. It wasn't a banjo game. Yeah, it, it sh- they shouldn't, shouldn't have. have s- 
I remember I read an interview not so long ago about they were working on Banjo 3. And it was just going to be, you know, a, a straight sequel. It wasn't going to be this vehicle stuff. And uh, the Micros apparently Microsoft executives just, like, didn't get it. And then they made him attach Banjo to this other project they were working on, which uh, then that became Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. I probably would have enjoyed really that game had it not been Banjo. Yeah, it really felt like it wasn't meant to be a banjo game originally i enjoyed it but it didn't need banjo kazooie and it didn't need any of that it could have been its own thing well yeah a lot of the mechanics that were in the game felt really unnatural so but uh yeah so but um oh and microsoft also has a exclusive platinum game coming out so you know the director of wonderful 101 uh okami uh looks Beautiful like they're Joe. buying platinum too no they just paid for exclusive just like nintendo did I haven't seen so that one. What's that one about? Um, or they haven't announced it's anything It's yet? called Scalebound. It has dragons in it. And that's about oh, all okay. we know. Okay, that's that one. Yeah. Um, can, can you ride on the dragon? I have no idea. Can I ride on the dragon? It no. looks like that you can via Kinect. Can I see <laughs> the dragon? Kinect makes everything possible. You just jump on your Kinect and away you go. Right. Um, you have to sit on your Kinect. I paid money for that. I don't want to sit on it. Anyway, so all... Yeah, it's just only trailer. Uh, it just there's no cinematic gameplay. trailer. Exactly. So we'll probably see in a year what that game will actually be like. But if Platinum's track record is any is any indicator, it'll be at least unique and fun. Well, there has been a lot of talks about uh, uh, like a Panzer Dragoon type of game, like coming out of the works. I'm not sure if uh, like who would be working on it per se, but it's been kind of talked about it being on an Xbox system. As part of the Panzer Dragoon series or just similar to Panzer Dragoon? Either or. I mean, I've heard originally through the grapevine about like both sort of things. Okay. I know that's a bad thing to say through the grapevine because you can hear a lot of things there, but it seems kind of uh, solid evidence. that. Uh, personally, I'd be okay with another Panzer Dragoon because I love all the Panzer Dragoon games, minus Saga, because I've obviously never played that because I don't have that kind of money but uh, <laughs> to buy that game. But... um. Yeah, so that's basically kind of the gist of kind of the interesting things for me three. Obviously, that's if you were hiding under a rock, yeah, if you're hiding under time. a rock for the last two weeks and you missed everything, right? There's somehow. your short recap. I actually didn't watch much of E three. Yeah, so I wonder why you're so quiet. Yeah, I Suck. have very little input in this section. That's all right. I mean, you you're about busy. the only thing I've seen was the uh, the Bloodborne trailer, but but yeah, that would be even if you were. I think even if you're in space or something. Bloodborne would still come under your radar just because of your interest in the Soul series. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, but uh, on to the next uh, topic here. Uh, Capcom recently, um, the shareholders recently uh, put in, uh, overrode the Capcom executives, and now it is possible for Capcom to be bought out by another company if they were to five buy... Five bucks. What was that? Five bucks. I'm buying Capcom <laughs> for five bucks. If... Uh, you need to buy a majority of the share, sh uh, the, the shares first. So I good think luck that's that. all Capcom is worth is five bucks. They might be trading very cheaply, at, uh, based on their history. But uh, retirement, <laughs> putting all my retirement into Capcom right now. Who's with me? It's a terrible idea. Anyway, put it in Nintendo because that's who's going to buy them. That's my call. Yeah, that would make sense. But uh, but yeah, they can be bought at any time by anyone that's willing to put up the money to grab a majority of the shares and basically be a hostile takeover. But yeah. uh, my bet would be Nintendo. Um, they have the most reason to. They have a large history with Capcom, and they have a, an association with ca uh, with Nintendo and Capcom. Have an association with their games, you know, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Well, with Street all the Fighter. yeah, with all the like stuff that the collaborations between Nintendo and Capcom recently, mm -hmm. it only makes sense for Nintendo to make that move to kind of broaden their spectrum with uh, developers. Right. They don't really have that many more in-house developers at all at the moment. So, yeah, that's true. So. Uh, and Capcom has worked, and also Capcom's made games for Nintendo in the past. So, um, and they, uh, Capcom has made games for Nintendo in the past, so uh, they've made the handheld Zelda titles for Nintendo. So there, there's a lot of history between those two. Um, Nintendo has the money to do it if they want. I mean, they've had so much cash on hand from the success of the original DS and the Wii. They, they can outright buy them at any time. Well, they have enough cash on hand to last them 50 bad years. Did you know that? Is it 50? I thought it was like 15. I'm pretty sure it said 50, five, zero bad years. They could have 50 bad years, and they'd still 
kind of s- be a company. They'll yeah. be afloat, basically. I, I believe it. Yeah, I, I know they, they, at any rate, they don't have anything to worry about in the short term, definitely. Basically, they're screwed McDuck sweating <laughs> in a pile of money. Well, the DS does print money. Did print money. Yeah. We used on a Switch printing money. It's on the rise. The year of the Wii U. It, it could be. The um, year of the Wii U. I need to get one. Honestly, it's I need to get really two. promising. So that way I have two uh, game pads. Um, yeah, they're supposed to do that in the future. Um, that's a possibility anyways, uh, according to Miyamoto. We'll, we'll touch on that later. Yeah. But, um... But uh, Microsoft and Sony would be other two possible candidates, um, just mm. because they're in the gaming industry. But Sony is not in great financial straits right now. Uh, the gaming division's doing okay. Well, as Sony as a whole, like their parent company, isn't doing the greatest. But the gaming division is, I think, actually doing better than their parent company in mm. most cases. Yeah, the the television, yeah. film, all the other. And their music sides and all that other, yeah, they're, they're all, all suffering. Yeah, and but the gaming is doing a little bit better than most of those. But at the same time, that it, they don't have really the power to buy Capcom, really. Yeah, no, they're they're hurting too much as a whole to drop that money when you know they're they they could be at risk in having to cut other divisions. Well, they don't really have a reason <laughs> to buy Capcom either. They don't have like that strong of a relationship. In yeah, my opinion, you exactly. Know? No, unless unless they're uh, thinking take it away from Nintendo, but I, I don't, like like you guys said, I don't think they have the, the cash fund for it. Um, I also don't think Microsoft will bite on that either. No. Um, well, it's a legitimate strategy to take away that sort of like powerful resource from a competitor. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen, but all signs point to Nintendo taking Capcom for the win. Which brings me to another point. Um... Mega Man Legends 3 is now a possibility again, more so than it was anyway. Um, if I would say if Nintendo were to buy them, that could be something that could be revived. Um, just there were uh, as there weren't a lot of people, but there's you know the sizable chunk. You and I being one of them, that our reason for getting a D- 3DS was that Mega Man Legends 3 was being made for it. It was definitely one of them. It, it was one of the top reasons, not necessarily it's the sole reason. I mean. The biggest reason is probably that the DS was very successful. It had a lot of good games. We didn't have any reason to think the 3DS was going to be any different from that. Well, you exactly. and I bought a DS at launch, Michael. So yeah, I, I mean think we, we all did, actually. Yeah, we did. Perry, Perry might have been a little behind that. Couple but a couple weeks in, I think. Yeah. I think the so first game I got all on was Street here, Fighter. Yeah, yeah, I, I have an ambassador program. Did you get in a, your ambassador then? Not 100% sure. Um, do you, do you have, have all of those games, like the Game Boy Advance and the NES games? All the ones they gave out for free yeah. beginning of launch. Yeah, yeah, I do have that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so in the ambassador. Yeah. You're an in ambassador. Yeah, All if right. you bought it when it launched in like March or April or whatever. If you bu- basically if you bought it for two hundred fifty dollars, you got all yes. those games for free. Yes. Okay. And I do recall that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And registered or whatever before it went on sale. Yeah, that was a rough couple of years. A uh, year or two <laughs> for the 3ds. There wasn't a whole lot until Kid Icarus came out. It was Steel kind of first big game. We had fun with uh, Street Fighter Four. The DS version, yeah, yeah, for a little while. There's, I still prefer the console version, but yeah. it was yeah. nice to. The online wasn't actually terrible, so right, it wasn't like gimmicky or anything like that. So, plus it was Street Fighter Portable. It was fantastic, but I was always afraid of breaking my circle pad. <laughs> Crap! I need to buy a new 3DS. Exactly. That's why I feel uh, like fighting games and mashing games. Anything you mash is terrible for uh, handheld or fuse. Well, I am getting uh, Smash Bros. for the 3DS, but I don't plan on being, like, super overly, like, into it. I'll probably just wait for the Wii U version until I get a Wii U and then pick up Smash Bros. with the Wii U. I'm still going to get both because I plan on playing it online with other people, you know. And you're a big Smash Bros. guy, too, so for you, that definitely worth it. I'll probably get it to play it with you. Yeah. But, um... And there's, like, some functions between the two games that I'm interested in. I mean, I mean... Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, probably just going to get the Wii U version, but uh, I don't know. That's how I've always played Smash. It's I'm not sure how it will translate on a 3DS, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. Well, we can, we'll can we take the risk, and you can see how it turns out. Plus exactly. the GameCube. The GameCube controller for the Wii U. Yes. Yes, that's true. Yes, I'm going to mod uh, my 3DS so I can plug my GameCube controller into it. Good luck <laughs> with that. <laughs> Might be fun. Um shove it right into my 3DS. That would be worth it, because then you wouldn't have to rely on the joystick or D-pad on the actual console. Exactly. Maybe I should just take out my touchscreen and put a GameCube controller port into it. 
<laughs> Shove it right in there. I think you might need the touchscreen for some things. Um, I don't um, play erotic games. I don't need the touchscreen. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. <laughs> um, outside of uh, the big three, the console manufacturers, um, Sega, Sammy could also potentially buy Capcom if they're willing to eat up. Yeah, they want to eat up one of their rivals. No Sega way. Sega is actually being su- – they're surprised. Have you seen their numbers at all? I mean, I don't want to talk numbers because we're supposed to be fun and hip and all that other stuff here, but, like, Sega is up. Sega is, like, relevant. Sega's doing okay financially and uh, just on the gaming side, but Sega Sammy as a whole is doing fine because Sammy makes pachinko machines in Japan. Right, okay. So they could just buy that to try and expand their gaming side if they want. Um, the other only other company I could think of uh, is the company that bought Atlas recently. Um, I can't remember their name. It was Sega. Was it? S- I Sega bought Atlas. I don't think it was Sega. Yeah, Sega bought Atlas's parent like parent company. So oh, the company Sega that bought, bought Atlas Sega bought the Index bought Corporation, yeah. oh, which okay. owned Atlas. I guess so. They they basically own Atlas. Yeah, that's why I can't remember because there's like a degree of separation there that makes me think the two aren't related. But uh, so it, it could be that they would buy them. So that would be. Uh, that'd be an. Uh, I would think it'd be n- between Nintendo and Sega Sammy. Well, Sega and Atlas had kind of like a good relationship before, like with all the. Uh, they had like a lot of publishing deals between the two of them in in and out of Japan, and you know, within different regions. So it, it mm-hmm. only makes sense for Sega to make that move, and it's not like they, like, have puppeteer the company completely. They still let them operate independently. So it's not like the ter- most terrible thing. Yeah, th- it's not like Atlas is. It's, it doesn't seem like Atlas is now Sega. You know, you're not gonna see. You uh, will do <laughs> what we want. We are Nazis. Yeah, you're not going to see like Sonic, you, uh, you know, shoehorned into Shin Megami Tensei. You know, they should like do that. that you never That'd know. Uh, they did Dante once, which is kind of funny. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be interesting. But he he would actually kind of fit more into a Shin Megami Tensei game than oh. some oh yeah. other. I feel like characters. that was like the one of those odd uh, um, elevator conversations. Like, hey, you uh, direct the Shin Megami Tensei series, and I I I like I direct the Devil May Cry series. Do you want to put Dante in your game for me, please? It could have very well been like that. That's kind of how Kingdom happen. Hearts was made. It's exactly how Kingdom Hearts was Literally made. Literally an elevator conversation. They were like, oh, this could work. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how Snake ended up at Smash Bros. too. Like, I no, want Sakurai, uh, what was it? I think Kojima begged Sakurai. Well, that's, it in. that's true. Well, he says he begged, but who knows how much the begging actually was involved. I mean, they're good. they were good friends as it was. You know, so, but Kojima's son wanted Snake in, and he's like, yeah, Snake should be in Smash Bros. <laughs> so that's kind of how that turned out, because they wanted him in Melee, but um, there wasn't enough time, it was too late in development. It's yeah. kind of how he ended up in Brawl instead. Well, they say typically, like, that they decide the rosters, like, that recent article that said they decide the rosters beforehand, they try to do that as much as possible to keep them more organized, so. Yeah, that makes sense. If you, if you uh, right from the get-go, you have an idea who you want in yeah. the game, you can... Might help with stages and balance and so trophies and all that fun stuff. So we still have hope for Captain Falcon. Well, I, d- Captain I Falcon. doubt seriously that they will take out an original 12. Yeah, that's true. The, the original 12 have been in all four, three of them so far. So Exactly. I, I highly doubt it. I'd be surprised if uh, Captain Falcon did not make it in there. I just want me two back. Not gonna happen. Nope. I know. Nope. Yeah, it's probably not gonna happen. There's far too many. Why, why do you want Mewtwo? He sucks. Dude, he's so he's amazing. He's not even like fun to play. Like his moves are just he sucks. I will destroy you. Garrett is brilliant in describing mechanics. <laughs> sucks. <laughs> they just they just, just suck. He just sucks. Sucks. He does suck. No. Alright. I disagree. His uppy is worthless. I just think saying. Mewtwo King would like to have a word with you. Mewtwo King does not use Mewtwo. I will kill you. Look up a video of him using Mewtwo or Mewtwo. He uses he uses everything. All right, what do we got next? <laughs> <laughs> League uh, of Legend College Sport. This is an interesting one. Yes. I way way to make it sound stiff, Garrett. Ah, uh, that's how I feel about it. Mo- moving Actually, the conversation manually here. That's how I honestly feel about it. I just it's. So stupid. As a League of Legends player, I think it's a good opportunity for kids, okay? Not for myself, because I'm too old for that. But it's I think it's a good opportunity. It's it's a sign of the times. I, I think it's I agree with Tyler on that one. Just because I'm a big fan of the game as well. But and it does create opportunities for the younger generation. They're taking esports seriously. Like it doesn't just mean that League of Legends can be 
that game where people can go in and be like professional, earn money, and actually make a career out of it. You know, it could eventually turn into StarCraft or even Halo. <laughs> Not so Halo. Halo. Not Halo. Or even like <laughs> Tribes. You know, like games like that that have that sort of competitiveness to it. Like if it gets that popular or put in that sort of light, or even if somebody notices and be like, hey, this would be cool to have, you know, it, this is just a gateway to better things to come. I feel like a uh, professional eSport gamer person is like joining the circus in the 60s. <laughs> that's I feel like that's what this is right now. Yeah, because like I'm going to go join the circus. I'm going to be a professional gamer. Like, uh, I don't feel like there's any longevity to it. Well, the, the chance of it all falling out is is kind of high, and there's a high risk of staying into it. That's why a lot of the uh, pros have gotten out of the League of Legends scene. They have, quote-unquote, retired from it, even though they're, like, maybe two or three older than years older than all of us. Like, they're just, they're just done with eSports. They're like, oh, we're going to be coaches now or whatever. But in that aspect, it's like people are still keeping that sort of interest in it. So, therefore, it's, it's going to be here. It's, gonna, it's here to stay. Um, well, that's to be seen. I mean, right, the exactly. esports scene isn't that old, which is a problem. And the popularity of the game in question lives w uh, with the game, as long as the, g the game has to run, basically. Which is why other some other ones, like Counter-Strike, used to be very popular in that sort of regard, and it's kind of gone down over the years. It's still, you know, has a niche crowd, but yeah. Yeah, that it, it's it's... It's so young that we can't really say what's going to happen. It's not like, w you know, physical sports where there's a long history. We know they're not going anywhere because, you know, baseball's been around since the 1800s and football's been really popular in America. But look at how all those sports started, though. It just started as a couple of guys having a good time. Then it turned into, like, hey, you know, we can uh, make this thing bigger. Just took that, that much more to make it bigger. And then now it's, like, 50 years later – or 30 years later, it's like the Super Bowl is like the most watched thing on television. Mm -hmm. And now League of Legends is the most watched thing over the Super Bowl. Yeah. The 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 only thing that's different, though, is that uh, for League of Legends, as an example, Riot has to continue supporting it. They have to decide that they want to offer that as, you know, off to allow you to connect to your account to get online. Whereas with, you know, football and soccer and those sort of things as long as someone makes the balls still people can play it's i'm pretty it's sure you can still play with a rock you can play soccer with a rock <laughs> if you really wanted to right but yeah michael point michael's point still stands and it, it's uh it's a money thing eventually i feel like they're going to um try and do league of legends 2 and then that'll be interesting i don't know i just don't feel like this whole thing has any longevity to it uh, it's it's kind of the you i'm not saying guys don't understand or anything like that it's not meant to be like offensive but like if you've been in the community as long as perry and i have you'll see that the like the developers have a really dynamic uh interest in the community and how they react to certain things and they also have like a really good handle on how they can pay themselves and and like uh go about things so they they listen to the community they really like respond to them and sort of ways but still keeping their development developer integrity like keeping what like ideals that they like and they want and still like keeping the game alive like that's one thing they want to do and it's i don't know it's i think it's great and i think it's going to stay around for a long time just because of uh just the time and energy they put into it i'm just afraid that it's going to fizzle out really fast it's just going to go all supernova and just fizzle out completely within the next five years but it's been around for five years already just about so it, it's one of those things that's uh, there's nothing like it this is what we're seeing with league of legends is unique and hasn't happened before to the scale that we're seeing you know we haven't there hasn't been a lot of games where you can win multi-million dollar prizes by playing in it with your team so I, the what we see in the future, we can't really predict what we're going to see. Actually, you know, so what over the next five ten years is kind of we'll have an idea how the esports scene will if it'll continue to exist or if it's going. It could even be a thing where it kind of comes and goes just with the game that's popular at the time. I could see that being the case where it rises and falls with the popularity of certain games. Uh, 
I mean, obviously, there have to be a certain level of competitiveness to the game, but... That's true. I mean, you know, 10 years from now, it might not... League of Legends might not be even a thing, Riot might not even be around, for all we know. It, it, we could be a game like Tribes or something else that takes its place as the esports game. But we'll, we'll see how that pans out. It's, it, it's such a unique situation. Did you have a point there, Perry, you wanted to bring up? Yeah, I was going to talk about it a little bit, just uh, with Riot's continued support of the game, and it seems like the community is ever-growing, so I just I just don't feel like it's going to slow down anytime soon. No matter how, the d- how douchey the community gets. Oh, absolutely. I feel like that is its eventual downfall, like what is going to bring it about. I just I honestly I don't even play it that much anymore. I just enjoy it as a spectator sport. I watch live streams. I watch all the competitive LCS and but all that's the tournaments. Exactly I, that's how exactly how like you know it's every fantastic. other spectator sport. And now they sport. just they just introduced the uh, the fantasy league where you can build your own teams with the professional players involved. And it's like I said, it's just an ever growing community. It's just blowing up. So uh. and Riot is continuing to show interest in supporting this game for. Hopefully a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about you liking to watch it. That will be the determining factor on whether it lasts or not. Exactly. If people want to watch it, whether or not they play it oh, will people, be the determining people, factor. People are definitely interested in watching it's the game, especially those who don't have the time or energy to put the amount of time or the amount of effort mm-hmm. into becoming, you know, one of the highest competitors. I, I think and the safe... You can go. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's <laughs> just, like I said, it's just a ever-growing community. And like I said, I really enjoy the spectator side of it. There's a lot of theory crafting that goes behind of it with constantly new champions coming out in the pool. Just, It's just ever-growing in it all aspects. I think in five years, if they're still pulling the numbers they're pulling, I think esports in general will definitely be around. League of Legends might be around for quite some time. Um it's just it, it depends on whether people are going to be interested in watching it, whether or not they actually play the game. It, that's how it is for every sport. I don't know, millions of people watch baseball and football, basketball. How many of them actually play it on a regular basis? You know, that's not millions. Not yeah, too, no, not millions. Not, not even S- close. <laughs> so it, it just depends on whether it's going to be continue 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 to be interesting to watch for people. Because so. some people have real jobs. <laughs> right. That's another good thing about the game, though, is you can still. You can watch all the competitive pro scene, and you can still kind of learn from that and then take that into your own experience in the game itself. Mm. So you're not really restricted by anything. You can just sit down and enjoy the game for what it is and on that top could of having the competitive pro scene. And that might be another uh, point for it to last for a long time is that anyone can play. It's not like uh, you know a motorsport or something where you have to have, you know, the the resources to actually do it even if it's on an amateur level anyone right. can make an account and play League of Legends absolutely yeah it runs on everything runs on toasters so <laughs> so actually Definitely doing some big uh, updates to the game relatively soon too I'm really looking forward to seeing that but I don't know that would like that I mean I I've seen that they're uh, kind of bringing more influence into schools and other communities where like they have are helping land centers like organize league groups and you know kind of sort of and uh also the uh, robert morris university mm. has a scholarship yeah for league of legends players yeah. or league of legends varsity team so yeah that's how we got into this topic originally mm, right but, uh, it's <laughs> it's kind of like it's that's why i think it's going to be here to stay yeah and on top of that esports has been around for a while it's just now exploding like mlg has been around for at least 10 years that's true. I mean, since, like, we've been in high school, you know? It just, it's been around, it's been there, like, you know, Counter-Strike, Street Fighter, all those games have, like, been in and out, uh, but they're still come back around every once in a while. I mean, Super Smash Bros. Melee is, like, has been in and out of the MLG circuit for the last five years, so it's... I th- Actually, I, when you mentioned Street Fighter, I think Street Fighter might be a kind of an example of longevity, because even though there have been different... Uh, titles in the Street Fighter series. Street Fighter has maintained a small but loyal following for fighting game competitions, fighting game pros. Yeah, I feel like uh, I think Street Fighter has the biggest fighting game community. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Even though it sucks. On the professional Go on record saying that it sucks. Well, that's your opinion. Yeah. I personally, it's not my favorite. opinion on uh, game mechanics and saying that it sucks. (laughs) Acknowledge it as a mechanic. 
Anyway, sucks. Everything street sucks. Street Fighter is very good. It sucks. I like Street Fighter a lot. It's not my favorite fighting game, but I understand why it's popular. It makes a lot of sense. I think Pong is a better fighting game than Street Fighter. I, I enjoy. You're street just saying that to make Garrett angry. That's not even working. I know it's not. He keeps trying, but it's not effective. I think E. T. is a not better very fighting effective. game. I think E. T. is a better fighting game. Anyway, yeah. I think so. Um, what I about this? Uh, speaking of Rock Band and Guitar Hero are better fighting games than Street Fighter. Shut the hell up, Tyler. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Street Fighter Five. This guy's saying, um, CEO, C- COO, president guy. Yes. He's saying uh, they're going to do a pay to pay for advantage thing. Pay to advantage. Pay to advance. Uh, I don't know. A pay, uh, pay for advantage pay for is advantage, a way yeah. to pay to grammar. <laughs> as a way to uh, close the skill gap between the skilled players and unskilled players, which I'm sure anyone that's not super great at Street Fighter and has hopped online knows exactly what that's like. Well, I suck at Street Fighter. I don't want to get killed. <laughs> exactly. Well, if the president has this way, you could well, pay money to not have that happen to you. How much do I have to pay? Here's the DLC for it. I I'm don't know. throwing money at it and it does nothing. It's just an off comment. Um, I'm not sure. They, they might not do it because... Uh, Oh no! The director of the Street Fighter series at this point in time doesn't says that's not happening. So, so that, that could be a a difference internally. And we might see that play discredited out. or what? It's it doesn't discredit the statement because the guy that said it originally is higher up than Ono, but Ono is the director of the series. There's probably internal fighting over that at this moment. I e- bet exactly. I'm not even sure they didn't uh, go into it as far as how would it w- how would it work. I can't even think of how it it would work um i have no real ideas you guys have any ideas on how that would be like besi- aside from like making your attacks hit harder or something or that's the only know. thing i can think of well think of it as like you pay for your opponent to do reduced damage or you pay to have more health or you pay to uh not get r- like to combo break easier or something like that i, I, I guess that could work in that in that regard like, say if you if you know you're going into a match like you can buy buffers before the match, you know. I don't see it happening like during the match where, you, like, say you buy like a set of items as uh, buffers used inside the match, and you activate them when you see yourself in that sort of trouble. Oh, like, okay. Oh crap! I'm getting comboed. I'm gonna use the item that I bought to break this combo so that way I can fight back. Now, actually, Titanfall uses that. Um, I've been playing it. It's free on PC right now. Um, they have burn cards mm-hmm. is what they're called. You get special boosts for the match. Right. So it's for that match. Uh, I'm not used any of them yet. I just kind of been messing around on the game, not really taking it seriously. But, um, yeah, but that seem kind of seems like the same idea that could probably implement it in that way. I would not play it if that was the case because that has no business being in a fighting game that is supposedly competitive. No, I completely agree with that. Um. Well, probably won't interfere with the competitiveness, right? I don't know why they just don't introduce like some sort of matchmaking, like rating, like system. What would it Street Fighter Four has it? It's called BP Battle Points. Okay. Um, aside from people making like new accounts, it's it's kind of accurate. Yeah, I mean, it's based on your record or whatever. Or exactly, and then um, you get matched up with people according to your skill level. Yeah, it normally works pretty pretty good. I mean. Initially, what a lot of people have uh, I've noticed is like when you first start off, it kind of has that uh, preliminary. Prelim- it has that uh, prelim- pl- preliminary. Preliminary. Thank you. God, I can't say the word. <laughs> anyway, uh, it has <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> it has the rocky start kind of thing, you know, um, where where it's kind of leveling you out. Right. Everyone's thrown together. Right. Until Initially, start. until until it. Uh, kind of separates it right um so at the very beginning of the the game cycle you can see that which uh could be an issue initially that's going to be a normal issue as far as any matchmaking like system or rating system goes but like you said until everything everything's separated you know until right enough matches played and everything for the skill levels to be divided then right but i feel like they're trying to say okay um Trying to trying to keep players in, I guess, uh, despite that. But at the same time, you know, if you're not willing to use a burn card or whatever they're gonna call it every single match, you're just kind of screwing yourself if they do a matchmaking style like that. They should right. call it batty powers. 
Like to use a baddie power to do better. That would bad. fit. That would fit more in dark uh, dark stalkers. He switches yeah. his character like into JoJo's defense mode. <laughs> <laughs> but um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It could work in that too, realistically. Um, <laughs> I had a point and I just forgot it because of baddie <laughs> points. So thanks for that. Baddie points. BPO. That's what BP actually stands for. Baddie points. Right. You become more of a bat. Bat. When you get more points. Anyway. Either way, they didn't use the phrase pay to win. They used the phrase pay for an advantage. So it's not like it's going to be a crippling thing where you go in and you're, if you have apps, like if you are skilled at the game, you're not going to lose just because somebody buys something. You were going to lose because, I, you know. I, you I feel like that's out on every that. single pay to win game. I think it's the same pay to advantage and pay to win is the exact same thing. I pay completely agree. I think pay to advantage is the more market friendly term because it doesn't imply that you will necessarily win, which is never the case with pay to win stuff. It doesn't necessarily guarantee that, but it does give you an advantage over someone that decided they weren't going to buy that. Right. Which at, at the very base level of that, how how is that competitive? Well, I guess it depends to the degree on what power-ups or whatever they put in for that advantage, quote-unquote. Guess we'll see. Uh, I well mean, yeah. obviously, in the competitive scene, they're not going to allow any of that unless it's a core feature of the game, which I I would... Uh, then they just won't play it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I just play Street Fighter 4. Like say, I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying I hate it. Hate it. I'm just saying it's another way for yeah. Capcom to nickel and dime people. Yeah, you're, playing devil, you're trying to play devil's advocate. Pretty much. Which is understandable. I'm not too supportive of the whole idea, to my to be honest. Well, have my you seen what, what kind of trouble they're in right now? I mean, they can take all any money they can get. So. Uh, yeah, th- I think that's really just going to dig them deeper into that hole because the customers that they haven't lost from their uh, tactics recently, <laughs> um, that DLC. would just drive them away for sure. On disc DLC. On disc DLC. Yep. Um, making sequels that don't hold true to previous entries like Resident Evil 6. Things oh like God. that. I don't even want to talk about the Resident Evil franchise. I, I think I think Resident Evil Six sold more than five. Well, they both were terrible. Anyway. That might be true, but five was still okay. I mean, it was like a pretty standard Resident Evil. As felt, far as it, it felt like a Resident Evil. When I play Resident Evil Six, it just feels like kind of like an action game, like fast-paced like and bleh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they're up for sale. Shouldn't like be considered as them being in trouble. They just are up. For, they're gonna be bought by someone. They're well. It 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 means their tra- their shareholders don't have faith in them at any rate. Yeah. Whatever, Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Monster, Monster Hunter. As long as they don't screw over Monster, Monster Hunter. Hunter. As long as they don't screw over Monster Hunter, all four of us will personally be fine. But <laughs> right, or and maybe bring back Mega Man Legends three, make that a thing. No, just I'm Monster happy Hunter. Happy with that. that I would. I'm okay with just Monster Hunter though. I wouldn't bet on Mega Man Legends until someone else buys them and calls the shots because they have a vendetta against uh, Kenji and Fune. So right, they said they were going to bring Frontier to the West. I've heard those rumors, but we'll see how that shakes out. I We've been hearing I that for a said while. It's going to happen. I really hope that happens too. I hope they bring it on Xbox One. No. Yes. I PC, dude. I hope they bring it on Xbox One. I feel PC. like I have to say this, but I'm intently glaring at Garrett right now. I know. I don't care as long as I can play it. That's uh, that's the thing that matters to me. That's the thing is when I say I hope they bring it down Xbox One, it's you hope because you bought an Xbox. I already one have one, and they I, I know that I will and buy before it's a PS3 whatever, whatever PS4 it is on. I will buy it for that specifically. It's gonna be on the end gauge. Congratulations! If it look if what it was good, I would buy it. You would track down an end gauge on eBay actually going to be on the iPhone 4. Oh, I'd buy it. It doesn't matter. I wouldn't. But you have to have an unlocked iPhone 4. Shouldn't and be. And you that. have to press the buttons, all the buttons at the same time, in order to play it. And you have to play on Mario's birthday. You have to play it on Mario's birthday <laughs> to unlock <laughs> the Monster Hunter content. <laughs> so stupid. Alright, um... What else do we got here? We got anything else on the agenda, guys? I think that's going to... I think that wraps up, because some of this other stuff we kind of end up veering off to unintentionally. Yeah. So, <laughs> I Well, I mean, like, 
there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in Nintendo's world. I mean, there's obviously they're trying to bring you the bring the Wii U into the light to where they sell more because a lot of their third-party developers don't have faith in the Wii U specifically. So they're just trying to like stir it up, stir it up and mm-hmm. just kind of come out and do whatever really. And they're, they're trying to get people interested in the games that are on there. What they really need to do is make the people that bought the Wii, because the majority of them don't play games on a regular basis. They are not. They don't follow this stuff like we do. They need to make it obvious to them that the Wii U is a separate thing. It's not an add-on for the Wii because they aren't going to buy add-ons for the Wii. Because when they bought the Wii, they bought probably a couple games, and they ignored it for a few years. I, I doubt they bought a couple games. Most people bought Wii Sports. Yeah, or with it. Or you just play it. Maybe, w- maybe that. And then I would they say try Wii to Sports. use it as a DVD player. <laughs> I'd say Wii Sports and Wii Fit. Did that ever happen to you? I have someone try to do that. We don't talk about it. GameStop <laughs> stories are for a different time. Yeah, that, like that'll, be a, different that'll be a we whole podcast I exclusively I think for that. We have a whole segment on that. Yeah, we yeah between uh, Perry, second episode, <laughs> right Perry, now. Tyler and I, we could uh, do GameStop <laughs> stories for sure. We're we're starting a second episode right now. GameStop <laughs> stories. <laughs> GameStop stories. Um. So yeah, but uh, this one time, a little bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> one time at GameStop, cockroaches. All I'm gonna say for don't next episode. Don't go there. Ooh. <laughs> anyways, so Water, um, watermelon. <laughs> Dude, watermelon. Anyways, despite your subtle uh, comments there, uh, <laughs> saying Nintendo is kind of like trying to bring the Wii U in the light, and you know they're stirring up a bunch of stuff. Uh, if you look at Sony and Microsoft, they haven't really said much since E3 happened. I mean, they haven't done much. I mean, except for the PlayStation Now, which. I think is dumb. It sucks. I'll need to see how it works. I've tried. Um, there was a service on the PC. I can't remember what it was called. On Live. Yes, I tried on Live once. I was not impressed on any level. I don't know. I had broadband internet, and you know, like it was like 15 megabits per second, as fast as I could get at the time. Didn't. I, it didn't feel like I was playing a game on my system, like I normally would. It felt like I was playing a game that was housed somewhere else. Which isn't which for action games is not good, or or good for any game, uh, at all actually. Turn based, it's terrible for games. It would it would have worked for turn based, only uh, only aspect. still, uh, still, because I mean, it. I was somewhat impressed that it worked. I could play the game, but the input lag was it wasn't fun. It it wasn't fun because the input lag definitely threw everything off. Yeah. So for a turn based game, that would work because you'd basically be running through it almost as fast as you would normally because you don't need the reaction. Oh. Unless it's a game that has, you know, like a reaction sort of element to it. But yeah, there's plenty of turn-based games that do that. And active I time. I, I feel like any kind of input lag would be noticeable and would seriously diminish the value of, of gameplay. Aside from the technology and the, infrastru- the lack of infrastructure set up for str- cloud gaming, like streaming from the cloud, have you guys seen the pricing structure? Granted, it's still the beta phase, but have you seen kind of the the ideal pricing structure that they have set up? Um, I did see it. I do not remember what it is. I so d- if you I can did not see hours, it. Like what? Four, eight, or like four hours, three days, fifteen days, and thirty days, or something like that. And like where you rent the game? Are those the only options? Is there no purchase option? Not from what I've seen. I mean, they might include it eventually, but the just prices based on like the the kind of the idea that they're going for is you pay like say three bucks to rent it for like four hours okay like that's that's kind of dumb because i can go to a family video and rent the game for three days yeah you know why would i want to stream like eat up my bandwidth to play like assassin's creed for four hours you know i can go to family video and yeah that's another big big thing um a lot of people um not so much in the U.S., but mostly in, in other countries, is they have bandwidth caps, and they're really low. E- exactly, we're we talking. We're talking. I don't watch Netflix for. I don't have Netflix because my bandwidth cap is so low. You yeah. know how are they gonna manage to to stream a game? You know what I mean? Right. And on top of that, though, I saying I'm pretty upset about the pricing structure. I mean, I hope they change that. Granted, it's still in beta. Like they're throwing out ideas for everything like that, 
but they're screwing over the beta testers because they're, they're paying money and they don't get that money back. Oh, really? The, the beta testers are paying money for it? Beta testers are paying, say, like five bucks for th- four hours, and they're not getting that money back. They're, they're treating it as if it's just the service is running and Basically. they're not trying. Yeah. Okay. From uh, all the articles that I read and all the feedback that I've read on the PlayStation Now service, it's set up to where you pay money, pay real money to play a game for four hours. Pay five bucks to play a game for four hours. All right, let's talk about uh, how beta isn't even what it kind of used to be anymore. It's, like, totally different. It means demo now. It's ridiculous. So we're, go- we're going into, like, two hours. We're going to talk for, like, two or three hours now, aren't we? Yeah, that's that's where I'm sitting. Because, like, man, beta. Just that word is just way overused. Well, the, most uh, developers' idea for beta now <laughs> is, like, hey, it's it's used as a marketing ploy, basically. They just throw it out there and be like, hey, this is new and exciting. It's a beta. It's exclusive. You're not allowed to try this unless you sign up for it. But you will be excited to sign up for it because I let you sign up for it. And then you can pay money because I want you to pay money for it. Yeah, early access is, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, uh, I'm not okay with it. I just uh, don't like it. I would never, I've done the Kickstarter thing a couple times. Only time I've ever done those from developers that have put out games in the past without any issue. They didn't necessarily need this before. So to me, so to me, I know they'll deliver because they didn't have the pressure, any pressure to do it under uh, the old system, you know. So th- I know they're going to deliver the game more than likely because they've done it successfully in the past. They're just doing it to talk to the fans. So I've, I've done like a Shantae. They've delivered, you know, WayForward's delivered like three Shantae games at this point. I know they'll probably pull through with the fourth one. Um, I did Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah, Ken James Minnie's had a long history of in the game industry. He's not going to run away with the money. <laughs> um, I would never trust the, uh, the one-off developer that maybe has had one successful game or has never had a successful game, and they're just going straight to Kickstarter. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I'm more uh, – I'm talking about the uh – this the early access on Steam that almost everybody is doing now. Yes. I feel like it's just a cash-in to release an unfinished game and under the guise of, oh, it's early access. Daisy. <coughs> exactly. Minecraft. I mean, yep. Minecraft. Buy, buying for early access. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, buying for early access games, I don't like it because I feel like they once they sell a certain amount, they just will stop caring. I feel like Daisy is a prime example of that. The the big 100%. thing is there's there's the big thing is there's no um they there's no obligation for them to do so. They don't have to worry anything uh, about anything legally really, um unless Valve changes the terms to where they need to maybe submit a document or something where you at least have to show that you attempted to put in the features you promised when. You did early access, but then that's not how it is now. So that's it's, it's or at least terrible exactly. right now. product at some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah there's, to be fair, there's no guarantee. Daisy just recently patched and they added a lot to the game. However, the community is really the problem there. We're talking. I'm talking time frame though. When did you know Daisy has been out in early access for how long? Yeah, it's been a long about time. About a year, I think. Yeah, over a year. Yeah, over a year. And it's continuously changing. It, but it's early access for an entire year. I, I don't know. I just don't feel like they have any drive well, behind it. How long was Tribes in beta for, though? Uh, Tribes was in beta for, um, I uh, want to say about six months. Yeah, four to six. Okay, what about, uh, anyone know about Smite, how long that was in beta for? I, if mm. that's still in beta? Um, I I tr- Smite did recently a uh, full release. The only big difference is those are free to play games, and you don't have to pay thirty dollars to actually. Right, we didn't yeah, have to actually don't play have to that. Access to get you don't early access. That that's the big deal. Right. Like when you pay for a game thirty dollars, I'd expect it to be relatively finished, even if it says early access on it. And I feel like it. Daisy is one of the games that are better about it, but I feel like there's more examples of games that are really, really early in the development process, and they're selling the game. Um, and I'm not even sure if they have any intentions on finishing it. There's right. a couple of them that have, have happened like that, where uh, they 
had the early access or they had a Kickstarter program for it, and they just took the money and shot off into the stars. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like uh, that shouldn't even be an option, like Michael said. They should implement it something where you know it's guaranteed, but at the same time, how, how are they going to do that r- realistically? Yeah, well, implementing something that the like implementing something like that would be very like difficult because games need time flexing. I- exactly. Um, not saying like oh, in order to put this game on early access, you have to have it by next February or something of that nature, but just some kind of more protection for the people who buy it to say that it's going to be a full product at some point. Not saying that because they call it a full product means it's perfect, but <laughs> there's plenty of especially console games recently that have day one day one patches that are 100% necessary. Like, you can't play the game without it. I- exactly. And I highly doubt it's for uh, people who get the game early. I feel like they just shipped it. Well, I guess the idea is they are able to put out enough content for people to enjoy it for a certain amount of time without really, uh, you know, doing much about it. I mean, it's it's the buy it's a buyer beware sort of thing. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I understand its place where it's like, all right, well, you know, we might not have enough money to do all the features that we would like to do have in the game, um, so we'll do it on early access and, and get some more fundage, but... At the same time, like you said, it's buyer beware, and I feel like there's no, there there isn't a there's no consequences protection for it. exactly. There's, there's no, no consequences for the developer for it, honestly. Like, who holds them accountable if they fail in their promises? Like, especially, I mean, uh, granted, if the game doesn't take off, they can sit there and be like, well, the game was kind of a commercial failure. Sorry about your luck. You know, your money is kind of ours, but it went to good use or whatever. You know, see you later. Right. But Slapping an early access label on a game that's like only half finished when it should be further than that is kind of irresponsible. There should be consequences in place for those sort of instances, and it's, I mean, it is buyer beware, but at the same time, it, it there's a lot of excitement around it, and ends up being a lot of disappointment. It's just not, it's not a good label to put on the gaming industry. No, and uh, another thing that's really concerning is big names are starting to do that. Battlefield is actually considering doing an early access for their game, which is um, that would be terrible just based on the way some of their games have launched recently. Absolutely, Battlefield Four has launched terribly. Um, still to this day, has major issues with it, and they've all but abandoned it. I mean, they say they don't, but at the same time, um, Battlefield Hardline just came out, which is almost exactly. Battlefield 4, but with a cops and robbers skin on it or whatever. But it's concerning because it's like, alright, um, well, that game sucks, so we'll just move on. And I feel like that's what they're going to do, especially with an early access game. They're going to say, okay, it's Battlefield, it's a big name, it's got hype around it, they're going to sell a ton of it, and then just leave it to die. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that yeah that's, that's a very yep. valid concern. Yep. I feel yep. like especially EA would do something like that. No, I'm because it's yes. EA. Yes, you cannot trust. Oh, their worst <laughs> company. You cannot trust their twelve. Right? Yeah, favor. Twenty twelve. Uh, I think it did it twice. I think they got it twice. Uh, yeah, I think they did twenty twelve and twenty thirteen. Yeah, They're considered the Nazis of the gaming industry. They take the fun out of everything. <laughs> they, but they uh, fun Nazis. Francis. Anyways. So, but yes, most most intelligent people fear that their money will go to waste. They'll throw money at it, and uh, people on the other end will be like, hey, thanks for your money, but you can suck a gif, and I'm out of here. I you mean you. gif? I hate you, Tyler. Peanut butter? I hate you. Um, but anyways, uh, bring it back. There, it's a very valid concern. <laughs> you can't bring back something that never was. It's um, not even a thing. <laughs> So, but I think that really wraps it up for this week. Uh, kind of went into some topics that we hadn't planned on talking about, but I think we got some interesting points in. Um, and uh, for any future reference, I think uh, we're going to try and do this weekly. Um, there might be some gaps here and there, depending on our schedules. 
We will keep you posted, though, on our blog, which is superbobbiesbros.wordpress.com. .wordpress.com. Um, so just go there to follow super us. Super Bobby's Bros. Super and, uh, Bobby's super Bros. Bobby's Bros. Super Bobby's Bros. Super and, Bobby's uh, Bros. We should be on iTunes if you want to subscribe that way to get your uh, podcast easier. Super Bobby's Bros. Let's do it. Nobody anyway. Nobody all abandoned you. Okay. But we will see you guys next week. All right. One, two.